Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm P. Lynn Johnson, and this is Don't Get Me Started, a live call-in show with the phenomenal, talented, and inspired Linda Darlow. Linda's been in the showbiz game for 50-plus years, and she can tell you the inside, the outside, the upside, and the downside of this crazy business. So buckle up, enjoy, and here's Linda. Hi there. Wow. Episode six. Uh, Take Charge Part 3 of the four-part series, and this one is Take Charge of Your Career. We've done Take Charge of Your Acting, Take Charge of Your Audition, and now it's Take Charge of the Whole Banana, Your Career. This is a live call-in show, so if you have a showbiz question, call me at one 845-277-9218. It is a U.S. number, so uh, long-distance charges may apply. Uh, okay, uh, let's, let's go. Take charge of your career. Uh, before I get into the tips on this one, I have a lot of actors always asking me if doing extra work would hurt their careers. And my answer is always, what career? Uh, You actually have to have a career in order to damage one. So uh, I think it's fine early, early, early on to do extra work, even if you have an agent. And I know there are some agents who don't want their clients to do any extra work. But I feel a little differently, particularly early on, because beginning actors are struggling enough. You know, they need to make some money. So here's what I recommend. I think if there's a feature film in town and you didn't get an audition for it, all the roles are cast, go ahead and do extra work. What's the deal? You'll at least make some money. Um, and at least be around the environment of a shoot, which you probably haven't experienced all that much of. Um, If you are planning on auditioning for any series or episodics that are going on, then you need to be more careful and cautious about doing any extra work. You do not want to do continuity extra. And that means that there's a set that uh, is in this show that they visit regularly, like a police precinct or a bar or pub, and they have regular clientele or regular officers in the precinct. Um, Those people are continuity extras, and they actually have, albeit silent role, but a role in this show. So that precludes you from auditioning for any other roles in that particular series. So that you don't want to do if you have any chances of auditioning for principal roles. But otherwise, if it's even on those series and and shows, doing a walk by down the street or, um, you know, shopping in a particular store that they're probably never going to visit again, that's fine. Go ahead and do the extra work. Um, It's actually a way to Start having a a career, you know. Um, Now, I know some people just want to do this as a hobby. That's cool. That's fine. Uh, Then you don't need to worry about any of what I'm going to say in this episode. Um, But uh, if you are thinking about seriously having a career, um, then I think you need to listen up. I also, first of all, want to acknowledge you for even thinking about having a career in this business. It's not easy. It's tough. It's hard work. There are no rules. It's hit or miss. Jobs come in waves. Auditions come in waves. You could sit out for months. How do you stay inspired and involved? 
I can give you some tips about that too, but kudos to you if you're even going to profess that you're going after a career in this business. Now, having said that, I'm going to get into uh, some of the reasons that I hear why uh, people say they have an acting career but don't seem to actually be moving forward with one much at all. Um, so these are some of the reasons I hear for that not happening. Yes, I, I'm, I have an acting career, but uh, I don't have an agent. Okay, well, go get one. Oh, I don't know how to start. Well, go get help. Oh, there, well, uh, there aren't enough jobs for me. Now, this one's a good one, because who's going to argue with you that there aren't enough jobs? Of course, there are not enough jobs. It's a given in this business. Everybody thinks they can act. Not true, but everybody thinks they can. Now, here's the thing. Have you actually spent, oh, three to five hours a day at least working on your career? Have you looked under every rock? For a possible opportunity? Well, I have other things to do. Like, you know, I need to make money. Yeah, you do. You need two careers at least in this business. One needs to be solid and so you can handle your financial security. And the other, uh, until it becomes what you do to handle your financial security, this other career that is actually at the moment a hobby. So, uh, oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, but I'm trying, but nothing's happening. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Again, three to five hours a day. Usually when I ask people that, they just kind of kick the dirt around a little bit and uh, hem and haw. And, you know, mostly they're thinking about doing stuff about it. But what are you actually doing? doing every day about it. Uh, when people come into this acting career late in life and they've had other careers, if they've been in any other business and they were successful, they're probably going to be successful in this career. Why? Because they're working it like it's a business. And I'm sorry, I know you're passionate about acting, but in order to get to the actual acting, you're going to have to do the business. It's part of it. And you need to take charge of that part. Do not give your power away in this area either. Oh, and if you think that all you have to do is get an agent and then everything will be fine, not true. Uh, we're going to get into how to you know, take charge of working with your, your agent as well. But don't be waiting for your agent to do it for you. First of all, they can't. Um, and I, I, I don't really think that you should want them to. It's your career, and you need to run it the way you want to run your career. Um, uh, I have um, uh, snippets of how to do all of this in my book, Audition Craft for Film and TV, uh, The Craft, The Mastery, The Reality. And this episode is really mostly about that reality. And um, by the way, my ebook is going to be available fairly soon. So uh, stay tuned. We're working on that one. Um, but anyway, uh, it's the reality of the business this episode. So, but hang in, don't go away. Uh, <laughs> It, it's actually time to call in with a question about that reality. If you have one, the number is 1-845-277-9218. Okay. I am just as happy to talk someone out of this business as I am to deal with those who just won't quit. So if you don't like what I'm talking about, then maybe you should consider not going for an acting career. And you know what? That's perfectly okay with me. We find something else to do. 
that you really want to work at. There's plenty of jobs and careers that are way easier and you can make way more money. You know, if I said to you, okay, I have a great proposition for you. You give me mm, somewhere between ten and $20,000, okay? And um, what you will get back for that investment could be zero. Huh? Good deal, huh? You want to take that deal? Because that's what you're potentially looking at as a possibility in this business. You can't guarantee that there'll be a return for your investment. So there are way better odds in way many other careers. Uh, and I'm actually going to deal with more of that. I'm not going to leave you stranded. I'm going to deal with that in the next episode. It's going to be take charge of your life is the next episode. So, um, yeah, if you just want to have it be a hobby, perfect. If you want to have it a career, listen on. Um, As I said, I do have suggestions in my book, so you can get the book. Or, you know, if you can't do it alone, hire a a business coach. I'm also going to do an episode talking about some some tips from very successful business people in the upcoming episodes because it's important. This is a business. Um, or hey, listen, you can go figure it out yourself, but you got to work at it. You got to figure it out. And I know actors who have actually had successful careers. Even when they didn't have agents, they represented themselves. Oh, my God. They have. But they've worked at it. They did the business of it. Three to five hours a day, just looking up contacts or whatever you you can think of to do about it. Um, So uh, there are. There are some things, say say you don't have an agent yet and you want to get on with the career and you want to take charge of it. There's plenty you could be doing. First of all, you're going to need to make a demo to get an agent. They're going to want to see your work. Um, you should be taking classes. It's good not only to to be trained as best you can be, but there's also networking involved with other students. Uh, that's always handy. If if you have any sense of theater and you want to do a play, do a play. Stay busy. Do a webisode. Uh, find out who's doing those and contact them. Uh, be a reader. Offer your services. Now that we're doing self-tapes, everybody can help each other. Be readers. Just keep working out somewhere. Do it. Um, you might be able to, uh, usually if you're doing extra work, Make yourself available for some stand-in work. The stand-in work is one of the only types of work for an actor that I consider a really good apprenticeship position. We don't sell it that way, but it should be uh, an apprenticeship position uh, because they want you to be around the set. They want you to be near the action because you have to duplicate it for whoever you're standing in for. So you get to be right in there. When you're an extra, you're kind of in the tent outside a lot. Um, But stand-in people are right there, and they want you to be there. The danger is the money is so good, you're going to just wind up with a stand-in career, which happens to some people. It's not a bad thing. uh, but if you still want to do your own acting, it's very hard to make auditions while you're doing stand-in work because you have to be on the set. Um, and uh, be working on handling your financial security in a way that supports your having an acting career. Get that set up now. Don't don't wait until you find an agent and and then think you're just going to start acting because you're probably not um uh odds just aren't good i mean it could happen it happens to oh i don't know what the odds are a handful of people in 10 years um so okay so that's uh oh what you can also do even if you don't have an agent is sign up for a casting workbook account 
you should contact these people because <laughs> we're selling them a lot. <laughs> um, have a casting workbook account. You can. It's something you pay for. It's a yearly fee. It's not that much. Um, but for two reasons. One, if you get any auditions, you can use what they have for their their uh, participants is the actor app. And you put it on your phone and you shoot your auditions on that and they take care of processing a lot of it. So it's a brilliant app. I can do it. Anybody can do it. I use it all the time. Um, and they also have a section of unrepresented talent. So if you don't have an agent, you can be in the unrepresented category. And there are agents who will scan through there. And so just by having that account, you might even get picked up. You can have your demo there. You can have a few pictures there. And um, you could, you might be, you know, invited to be with an agency. Um, there's also Actors Access, and I'm not sure um, about how that works and whether you have to have an agent to do that or not. I, I, I'm not sure about that. But Actors Access is also something that you could check in on uh, being a member of. Um, no questions? Nobody's calling. Okay, that number is one eight four five two seven seven nine two one eight. Okay, so now it's your turn. Those of you who have an agent, you may not like what I'm going to say either. <laughs> Agents probably aren't going to like me, but oh well. No, I only need the one I have. Um, <laughs> uh, Partnering with that agent is the way you need to think of being represented in this business. The main thing you need to remember is that you're actually hiring them. I know it seems like they've hired you, but they've just agreed to working with you. And the best way to go about it is to consider it a partnership. And that both of you are on the same team called My Acting Career. Um, so it's okay to present to them how you want your career to look um, um, and listen to, if they've been around a lot longer than you have in this business, listen to whatever advice they have, but don't give up your own plans or your own ideas and make sure that they know what those plans are and what those ideas are. It might actually really inspire your agent if they knew more uh, of how you wanted it to be. It could be very exciting for them. Maybe it's thinking outside the box a little bit and, and you know, they might hate the idea, but they'll let you know for sure. But it doesn't mean you can't present how you want your career to look. Um, there are some things that come up uh, uh, certainly all the time with how to work with your agent on handling your career. And since my point of view is that you're the one who needs to take charge of your career, it means handling some of these issues that come up with your agent and not just agreeing to whatever your agent says about how you should be doing things. So, for instance, um, actually someone posed this as, as a question to be handled here. Uh, should actors read for more than one role in the same show? Because sometimes agents will say, oh, I'm going to submit you for three of these roles because they're all. Um, his feeling about it, because he was also an instructor, uh, and my feeling about it is, no, don't do that. Go for the role that you both, you and your agent, agree is the best shot for you. Go for that first. Producers and directors get very confused very easily. They like to see people in one way for that role and that role only. And 
if you don't make that cut, then, you know, you've got some backup opportunities maybe. Um, So I wouldn't say throw all three hats in the three rings all at once. And I would point out with my agent that maybe that wasn't such a good idea if they wanted me to do that. Let's go one at a time. So that's that's how I feel about it. My, it's just my opinion. Uh, if you want to go for all three, be my guest. But yeah, I've been at this a long time. And that tends not to work. Um, also, uh, while we're on the no-no section. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I hear this frequently. Someone's just starting out in the business and the agent is like, I'm only going to submit you for lead roles because you're a leading man. You're a leading lady. Okay. It sounds great. And gosh, you're floating out of there. Um, when you have that kind of meeting, and it's like, I'm only going to be submitted to lead roles. Whoa. Yeah, well, your chances of getting in them are slim to none if you're up against any actor has three or more credits over you. So one of the tactics, one of the strategies, if you're just starting out with your agent, should be, I'm going to get you as many jobs as I can possibly get you. I don't care if it's SOC. One-liners are great. They see new people for those. Let's start there and bulk up that resume. Because there are people, uh, even if you're in your early 20s, there are people who've been doing this since they were seven. They have a track record. They have a way long res- longer resume than you do. So get get on that resume. And if an agent says, I'm only going to submit you for leads, you don't have to be nasty, but you might say, do you think that's really a good idea since I don't have any credits at all? Um, and see if you can convince them to at least give you a shot of some one-liners or something. Um, it's always a compromise. Any partnership is a compromise. Anyone in a relationship knows that. Um, so, and, and, you know, if you're brand new in the, the business, maybe you should listen to the agent more than not, because you may not know as much as they do. You may think you do, but maybe you don't. Uh, here's another little tip. Don't listen to other actors give you advice. Don't do it. Hear them. But I you know, you don't have to be nasty. Um, thank them for sharing. and. Uh, run it by your agent. Um, I hear so many actors go, well, I, I go, where did you hear that? Oh, well, it was another actor said, well, nah, maybe whatever they just told you works for them. But it may not work for you. may not be a bad idea or it could really suck. Don't just do it because some other actor said, what do they know? Go to people who either, you know, have been teaching for a long time or were your agent, obviously, and run it past them. Um, also, what you can work on with your agent, too, is how to get you seen by the casting directors, because that's always an issue as well. And there's a couple of ways to do that. There are things you can talk to the agent about. Um, getting some if if a casting director won't see you for a role and it's really a perfect role for you maybe your agent will agree to letting you self-tape for it and even if you show the casting director after the fact like a little pre-screen for this new talent um you that they're gonna sell um maybe that could get you into some doors and meet some of the casting directors or you know if all else fails and things come back. I don't know if any of the casting directors are doing any Zoom workshops, uh, but usually they offer live workshops when we could do such a thing, and I think that might be coming back pretty soon. So if nothing else fails, I don't think you should pay to be seen, but if it's the only way to get a casting director to see you, yeah, sign up for the damn workshop. But know this. 
do not sign up for the workshop until you are ready to blow their socks off. Do not take it if you're nervous or insecure about your abilities. If you think you're not going to be able to follow every direction they give you or just be brilliant at whatever scenes you have to do for them, don't do it yet. Be way more confident before you take a casting director workshop because ultimately you want them to see you be confident, comfortable, and good at what you do. Um, they say they know that it's only a, a, a just a workshop and they know you're learning. But the truth is, if you suck in their workshop, they are probably not going to bring you in for a role. It's their reputation on the line now. I mean, come on, get real. They are not going to see you if you blow it in their workshop. And then they can tend to be a little stodgy about this. Sorry, casting. Um, they may not see you for a while. And then you have to wheedle your way back in or go back and take another workshop with them uh, to prove yourself. But um, there's there's a few other things to look for, too, um, when you're taking charge of your career in the agent department. Take charge of all of the paperwork regarding any shows you do work on. Don't leave it to your accountant or your agent or whatever processing or the company that you worked for, the production company, to get everything right all the time. Not going to happen. You need to be in charge. So you have to learn how to read this, these forms that, that all of your payment information comes through on. First of all, you should be getting all those pieces of paper from your agent. If your agent doesn't send them to you, request them. And it's not easy, but spend the time figuring out how to read these sheets. People make mistakes. Production companies make mistakes. I've caught mistakes that actually paid me an extra over $1,000 and saved every other actor who worked on that show because they had made the same mistake across the board. So um, they make mistakes. Agents make mistakes. There's something uh, known as, in the industry, double dipping. Um, sometimes commercials pay not only your fee, but they cover the agent's fee. So they pay your 15%, and it may say, you know, scale plus 15. That means they're paying your agent fee. So if the agent forgets that, they may take another 15% off your salary. Well, you need to remind them that that fee was paid. Um, so you just need to know to, how to read those papers and follow. People make mistakes. Uh, and if you catch them, it's probably going to be a little more money in your pocket. So it's worth the little time you put into it. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, because we're doing self-tapes all the time, uh, we have a whole new set of issues coming up uh, in this agent department as well. Uh, having so many auditions thrown at you all at the same time with due times for each of them very close together. I know a lot of actors who are like stressing themselves totally out, trying to meet all of these deadlines. Some of the auditions, if you're someone who works in this business, you sometimes have six to nine pages per. You can't do that. Well, you can do it, but you won't be doing it well. So maybe this is something you need to talk to your agent about. Don't just be a victim of this. Say, wait a minute, whoa, maybe the agent, they're dealing with a lot of clients. They may not remember that you have three auditions all due an hour apart on the same day. They, they may not remember that. So you need to have that conversation with them. You're not being a diva. Um, you, it's really just looking out for yourself and also for your agent because you want to always be turning in your very best work. 
and not from a totally stressed out, chaotic, trying to remember 18 pages of all different scenes all at the same time. Um, And I highly recommend that even if they do come through that way, you do it at your pace. And you set up that kind of system with your agent, that that's how you are going to work it so that you can turn in the very best quality that you can possibly do. Have the conversation. Uh, Don't be afraid to take charge of working with your agent across the board ever. I say the truth always works no matter what. Um, And don't be afraid that if you're with an agent who doesn't like what you're telling them, that you might have to move on because it happens. You just might not be with an agent who gets you the way you need to be gotten. I I spent a lot of time in L.A. I lived there for years. Actors in L.A. change agents like they change underwear. I am not kidding. (laughs) They've tried just about every agent in town. Um, It's not a sin to leave an agent and go with a different agency. It's really okay. And the only way you're going to know whether you should leave or not is to be upfront, try the teamwork as best as you can. And if an agent has total resistance to how you want to do it, then it might be time to move on. There's nothing wrong with that. Contractually, it's not a problem. Uh, I'll get into that at some other point as well Um, because I still have pages of notes here to go. (laughs) But um, why am I just so entertaining that no one needs to call in? Nobody has a question. Come on, you guys. I'm starting to get a complex. What? I'm covering everything. You know, my marketing gal, Nicole, and my producer, Colin, I could not do this show without them. They're so supportive. She's the one who just said, you're covering everything. (laughs) Thank you, dear. But um, we are a live call-in show that I am actually fucking paying for. So, you know, I would just love it if somebody had a question. I know you have questions because you email me your stupid questions. Um, so why don't you call in with one? Because I want to chat with someone. Anyway, the call in number is, the heck is the call in number? Where did I put it? Um, 1-845-277-9218. I almost know it by heart. Okay. And those of you who have an agent already, Don't be waiting for them to do it for you. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of other stuff besides dealing with them that you can do on your own. And guess what? It's the same list as if you didn't have an agent. How about that? So I'm going to go over that one one more time. Take classes. Not necessarily to learn anything. Stay ready. Stay confident. Stay inspired. There's a whole lot of reasons to keep working out on a regular basis. I do not understand how actors can think that they don't need to practice on a regular basis. I mean, if you were any other kind of performer, you would have to be practicing. If you were a dancer, you have to work out all the time. If you're a musician, you've got to play. You have to practice. Actors, for some reason, think they don't need to. But let me tell you, you do. You get stale fast. Not to mention the ability to memorize lines. Even just that, a class will help enormously with. Um, Memorizing is a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. And the quicker you get at learning lines. So take classes. Uh, And again, it's good for networking, you know. You might just uh, pick up some tips about what's going on in town and what you could be available for. 
if you do have a theatrical background, and hopefully we'll be getting to this soon because I really want to do a play. Um, do a play if you can. Keep those creative juices flowing. You might not make a lot of money doing it. Theater doesn't pay well. But it's the, I, I do, I don't know, I do it for my soul. Um, I do most film jobs for the money, except for student films and independents. Those are usually a lot of fun. Um, and I get to do crazy characters. Um, but uh, there's other things. Again, webisodes. Be a reader for each other. Read for casting directors. Again, you could get some work as a stand-in. The money's great, but you will have to stop auditioning usually. They need you to be on set the whole time. You can't be running back and forth to auditions. Um, and they need you for the extension of that shoot, whatever it is. So if it's a series and you're a stand-in for the leads, yeah, depending on how many episodes, uh, you're out of the audition game for a while. Um, and like I said at the very, very beginning, do extra work. Stay in the background. Don't be trying to get your face on camera. What a stupid thing to do. Uh, stay in the background. You know, there's a put a hat on. There's a lot of things you can do. We used to do it in L.A. all the time. <laughs> um, and handle your financial security so you don't have to rely on your acting career. So when you do get an audition, you're not desperate. You've had your finances handled. You just want the job. You don't need the job. Uh, I also say it can be something you love doing. I really do think that's possible. And that is what the next episode is all about. Uh, there's also, <laughs> I'm not done. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Um, there's, there's some other things that you could do while you're the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of my acting career. Um, decide how you want your career to look. Why not? Dream big. Who do you want to work for? What directors do you really admire? Write to them. Oh, uh, and speaking of that, pay for IMDb Pro. It's a little more expensive, but get it. There's some contact information on that site that you will have access to. Trust me, it's there. So um, even if you send an email or um, just reached out to somebody because you admire their work, a director you want to work with, uh, and keep your contacts up. Save those call sheets with director's information and production company info. Keep a, a, a diary. You should always have an actor's diary with every audition you do, with all of, they sell fancy ones. You could spend a lot of money or you can make up your own, you know, doesn't, if you want to make it you know, some fun, then, you know, pay for one. They have leather bound ones. I mean, they're very fancy and they have spaces for all the information you need, but you can actually make your own for nothing on your computer. So um, with all the information about a shoot and contact information, uh, and stay in touch with these people. Um, find other projects to work on. Again, don't just rely on mainstream for your experience or even sometimes your money. There are industrial companies. There are independent projects that may not have gone through agencies. Um, look on Craigslist and Stay on top of the Vancouver Actors Guide. They list student films and independent projects all the time. Um, 
and like uh, like I said, create a financial situation for yourself that really handles including a full-on acting career. There are plenty of opportunities, and again, I'll deal with this next week, next next week, next month. Um, all about how to handle your financial security from a place of actually other things, doing other things that you are passionate about. You can do it if you take the blinders off and trust that you can get it all in and really look at other things you really love doing. You can do it. Um, I, like I said, will also have an episode coming up with um, lots of tips from CEOs of big companies. And I found lists of tips from these guys, uh, like Steve Jobs and Chris Wakefield, I think his name is, Chris somebody. Um, Anyway, uh, they're really simple tips. They're, They're easy to do tips on a daily basis that allow you to start developing some discipline and some habits that um, will help you enormously in taking charge of your career. Um, Also, I think it's really important to have a support team, even outside of your agent. Yes, that's definitely part of your support team, but uh, a team of peers and it, the team may be you and one other actor friend, but it could be, I don't know, it could be six people, it could be eight people, and any number in between of like-minded people. And if you use the networking in this solid little group of people, benefit mostly is that you have someone who you're accountable to. Um, I think there's a fly in here or something. <laughs> Is he always be? <laughs> oh, he won't get us. Okay. Um, so uh, if you have this little networking team um, and you challenge each other with objectives for each week and you meet regularly, even if it's every other week or even once a month, and you set goals with each other, there's something about telling someone else that you're going to do something that is such a huge help to getting it done. And one of the main reasons is you just don't want to have to face them and tell them you didn't do it. So support groups work, uh, if for nothing else, just for that reason. Um, but they also, if everyone's committed uh, and you do it for each other, even to support someone along the way on a particular goal, you might say there's something you need to accomplish and someone else in the group knows exactly how to get that done or who you can contact to get that done. Um, it's uh hugely successful. There's another workshop that I lead and uh, one of the main things at the end of that workshop is having people create support groups. Um, So for the past 35, 40 years I've been leading this other workshop, um, I've watched and been part of very successful support groups. Some have gone on for like 12 years. yeah, because it's it's uh, a, the, your support group members know you better than anybody else. So you know they can they can call you on your bullshit um, and not let you get away with being a victim all the time. Or like I said, accomplishing your goals, they will hold your feet to the fire, and you know that. So it's one of the things that inspires you to get the job done, even if it's last minute, just before the meeting. (laughs) So you can go in and go, I did it. I did it. I got my pictures done (laughs) or whatever your goal was. 
they can also um, for each other uh, you can keep each other on the path and not get too much into story about everything stay on if you're really disciplined about the group um, stay on the path of what are the goals what are your objectives and who's going to finish what and when and clearing each other about how to best get that done and watching out because when you make a goal for yourself it needs to be something you can actually take charge of it needs to be something that is in your control and that's doable and that you're inspired to get done which is very, very important. Uh, If you don't have the will, there's probably a very good chance you're not going to get it done. That goes on the unconfrontable list. That goes on, that that does not go on the to-do list. That goes on later, the later list. (laughs) I'll get around to that when I'm inspired to deal with that one. Um, and, And running those things by other people actually helps you discover the things you really are hot to get accomplished right now. You really are committed to getting it done. And then do you have the time to do it? And here's the other thing a group can do. You need to be really specific about those goals that you want to accomplish. Very specific and very concrete about the parameters of it. So by when... By what hour of what day are you going to have this accomplished? Because then you can measure how successful you are. If you go, well, I'll get it done. Um, it might be in the next two weeks or it could be a month. Well, how, how do you measure that? So when you have your next meeting, it's like, did you do it? Well, I'm working on it. Well, that's what's that? Is that a win? No, that's a postponement. Um, so, Did you say you'd have it done by Friday? Great. Did you get it done? No. Do you want to commit to doing it for the following one then? No. (laughs) That's going on the later list. Good. Okay, you found that out. It's a way to keep moving forward very clearly uh, in a fun way with other people so you're not just having this conversation in your own head. Uh, With regard to taking charge of your career, Sometimes a mind is a dangerous thing to have. Um, Better to have some other minds around you who can share the burden of your taking charge of your career. And then you share the burden of helping them take charge of their careers. And then it becomes something that particularly if you're really disciplined about getting jobs done and you don't just listen to each other's bullshit or, you know, drink a lot and eat a lot of food and then really never get around to it, that group will fall apart quickly. I promise you it will. Um, But if you get down to work, take an hour or two to really go around, set the goals, follow through. What did you say you were going to do for this time? Did you do it? Yes. Yay, you. You can celebrate with each other. Or no. Okay, you want to commit to next time? Yes. Okay, we'll put that on the list for next time. No blame, no shame, no guilt. And then you can go eat or, you know, drink your faces off or do whatever you want to do. But don't try to do both at the same time. Have the business meeting and then have your uh, fun time together. And those are the most successful groups. Um Ah, no questions. Okay. Um, So if you're not willing to do some or all of what I've covered, well, maybe you might want to reconsider an acting career. Um, If you really want to be successful at it, because it's rare that someone's going to come find you to do this. Uh, You need to put yourself out there on a regular basis. And really feel that you are in charge and that you're accomplishing what you need to accomplish. 
Um, and it's really okay if you don't want to do that. It's fine. Like I said, I love getting people out of this business. I, I, I consider that a real win <laughs> if I can direct someone to another career that they can make a lot of money doing and they love doing. Oh, my God. Um, uh, and then, of course, I teach the technique of how to be in the business. Um, but it's really okay if you just want to have the hobby and deal with it that way. And you do have some other career. It's it's just fine. Um, and again, congratulations to those of you who want to have a career for sticking in there, hanging in there. Um, I'm actually looking forward to, I have my second shot scheduled. I'm looking forward to everyone getting back to it's a little bit more, maybe it'll be a combination of some self-tapes, but some live auditions. Uh, I miss seeing some of you. <laughs> uh, and uh, hopefully uh, some of the old ways will return and maybe theater will return hopefully soon. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, in the meantime, do what you can to get on with it and don't be a victim. Take charge of your acting career. And I wish you all the best with that. And uh, that whether you work or not, you feel satisfied and fulfilled and accomplished and confident that you did everything you could think of doing to be the best you could possibly be. Um, so that's pretty much it for this show. Um, I want to thank Peelan Johnson for the great intro and my producer, Colin, <laughs> who made it through the show, not feeling very well, but God bless him. He made it through and Nicole, my spectacular marketing guru. And of course, call Craig for my intro music that is original and um, till next time, yeah, be well, be safe, and have a spectacular career. We will be back. Am I still on? Did you hit the button too soon? Oh, okay. Um, we will be back in four weeks. Live call-in on June 26th, Episode 7, the last of the Take Charge, Part 4, Taking Charge of Your Life. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram at LD Don't Get Me Started, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, please leave a comment for me on Blog Talk Radio page. Um, not seeing much up there. Actually, I'm not seeing blog talk up there at all. But, I mean, you know, don't get me started, but yeah, I'll find it. Um, and uh, the link to my book is on lindadarlow.com. And be on the lookout for my ebook being available right there. Um, so I'm Linda Darlow saying have a great weekend. Till next time. Now, Colin. Thank you.